Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP, the only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is a podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another solo episode of Digging Into the Pet Industry. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel from American Pet Professionals. And today we're going to talk about five ways to overcome your fear of being on video. And I was joking that I should have been doing this on video, but we're doing a podcast, so it's okay. So five ways to overcome your fear of being on video. So I'm going to flash back to, I think it was 2014, maybe 15. And I was at a summit hosted by the founders and people that were doing Periscope, which is no longer in existence. You may have heard of Periscope. And Periscope was one of the first apps that offered live streaming anywhere you went from your phone. So my background was as a TV producer and production coordinator for 10 plus years before I was in the pet industry. And I hated being on video. So the fact that you could go live also from your phone was mind blowing at the time to me. I couldn't believe that you could just go live on your phone. It was crazy. But when I was at that Periscope summit, they basically said that by the year 2020, 80% of what you see will be on video. Now, I don't know if they predicted the pandemic because we all had to jump on video, but it's probably beyond 80% at this point, right? Everywhere you turn, there's video, video, video. People talking about a product, people talking about their dogs, people training their dogs, you know, everywhere you go, it's on every single platform. You can go live now. You can even now go live. They're testing um, Pinterest live video. I noticed they're in beta mode for that, but pretty much everywhere you can go live. So I think if you have been worried about the fact that you don't have the correct equipment, the right microphone, the right lighting, and if that's been holding your back or you've been using that as an excuse I don't know how to do it. This podcast episode is for you. You might also be one of those people that you really just do not like to be on video. I totally understand that. But you know, it's really going to help your pet business grow. And I hope that these tips really help you and that you really let them resonate and set in. As I was saying, I was a TV producer for 10 plus years, and that means I was behind the scenes, not in front of the camera. I actually hated being in front of the camera. If another producer came back to our production area and was like, hey, we need somebody on camera, can you come in as a stand-in, blah, 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 I would literally beg them 
to choose somebody else or I would point to my coworker, Rachel, and say she wants to do it because she likes being on video and doing all the things. I really, really did not like it. I did not like the way I looked. I did not like the way I sounded. Can you hear my Long Island accent? <laughs> um, I just was super uncomfortable with it. And I really don't know why. Like, it was just a strange thing that I did not like to have my picture taken, all the things. And I know that resonates with a lot of people because I have coached a lot of clients over the years when I did public relations off the ledge that they would hire me to get them press. And some of that press was being on a TV show and I've had people literally say to me, can't you be the person on the show? And I'm like, no, they want to interview you. That's why you hired me. Um, I may or may not have stood in for a couple of people <laughs> for segments because they just wouldn't do it. But it didn't make any sense because the person wanted to interview them, right, and share their story. So I had to overcome my fears of being on camera. And the reason that I had to overcome those fears is because being that media person, when I first saw that live streaming happening way back in, I think it was 2014 or 15 on Periscope, I was really enamored by it. I was like, wow, that's crazy that you can go live from your phone. Like, that's amazing. And connect with people like from all over the world. Like it just boggled my mind. And I was like, okay, I have to get over the fact I was already doing some videos here and there, but not a lot. Um, and those videos that I did would take forever for me to get through. Um, lots of editing going on in the background because I was constantly just not liking the way I looked or sounded or just didn't like the lighting, whatever it was. So I had to overcome my fears. And Periscope was that opening to like, all right, let me try this. What's, what's the worst that can happen, right? Nothing is the worst that can happen. If you're out there talking about things you're passionate about, if you're talking about your pet product, if you're talking about your pet store, your brand, the things that you love to do, you're going to start to draw in people that are interested in hearing what you have to say on video. So it still wasn't easy, right? So I will tell you, how did I first overcome my fears? I first started practicing video by recording myself on my phone, not going live just recording what I wanted to say. And then, you know, doing that over and over again. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, all right, well, I can do that. Think about a topic that you want to talk about for your pet business, something you're really passionate about, and start recording yourself about the topic. Again, this is just like practice, you guys, it doesn't have to be perfect. And if you're stuck on an idea or a topic or you're intimidated by doing that, like it's kind of weird at first, you're looking at your phone and you're talking to yourself as you're recording, if that all of that kind of stops you, just push through it and think about the frequently asked questions that your customers ask you and record yourself as you were just talking to them, right? So let's say somebody comes into your pet store and they ask you about a certain type of pet food and you're like, oh, we love this brand. And you can go on for like 20 minutes about the brand, about how you can feed it to the dog. Da, da, da. Boom. You have a video topic idea, right? So think about those ideas. If you are stuck on any ideas to start talking on video or something that you just love to talk about that comes naturally to you, right? 
you know, at our networking events, we host uh, monthly networking events at American Pet Professionals on Zoom. We did it before the pandemic, but we do it monthly. And a lot of times I have to like quell the, all right, we're not going to talk about our pet stuff as much because we all want to talk about our pets, right? And tell the stories about our pets and all the things. So that might be something easy to talk about that comes naturally to you. What it is about your dog that you love or how he learned to do this new trick, right? Or your cat or your horse or your whatever it is. So think about something that you love to talk about that comes naturally to you. And after you have recorded a few videos, you can post the one that you think is best on your social platform of choice. I would highly recommend recording it in your phone and then you can edit it and then upload it. And that part of that is because there'll be no supposed metadata. Like if you did it in, let's say, TikTok, and then you downloaded it without the app um, logo on the video and then posted it to Instagram, there's a rumor that there might be metadata on there. So I like to record stuff right to my phone. Then I can edit it. There's all kinds of editing softwares. If you have an iPhone, there's an app called Clips, C-L-I-P-S, which I really like. You can also do it in CapCut. There's so many. And then you could just upload it to your social platform of choice. You could put it on as a reel um, and that. And so that's recorded. It's not live. So it might take that pressure off of having to be on and ready to go while you're live. Okay, so how did I overcome the second way I overcame my fears? By watching the videos I recorded. Ah, yikes. Have you ever seen a movie star be interviewed and they're like, oh, I never watch my movies. <laughs> I'm like, how do they get better at acting and, and all of that without watching? So that's why I watched my videos is because I wanted to see where I was saying, um, uh, maybe I'm bobbing and weaving on camera, moving around, looking uncomfortable. Maybe I'm pausing. Am I articulating my point properly or letting that fear of being on camera get in the way. Do I look like a deer in headlights? I have been on um, television segments for news channels and I sure as heck look like a deer in headlights. So that is why I watch back the videos. The more that you record, the more that you watch back, the more that you will get better at being on video. I'm telling you, it's just like anything else, right? The more that you practice at something, the better you're going to get at it. The more you train your dog, the better the dog is going to be trained, right? So just think about that. Definitely watch back your videos, and it's really going to help improve as you record more and more and watch them back. Have you ever wanted to be featured on more pet podcasts? Share your story about your pet business and connect with audiences that are already tuned into the pet industry? Well, we have created the 75 plus pet podcast workbooking guide just for you. In this guide, you're going to learn how to pitch yourself to be a guest on multiple podcasts. It's also going to teach you best practices so that you and your business stand out. And we have a hefty list of 75 plus pet podcasts with descriptions of each and their websites right at your fingertips. Over 20 pages of content and information is included. You can get your copy today by heading on over to AmericanPetProfessionals.com forward slash pet podcast guide, or you can head over to the show notes right after this episode and get your guide today. I can't wait to hear you on more pet podcasts. 
So the third way that I overcame my fears is by going live on Periscope, like I said, about eight years ago now. And when everybody first started going live on that app, it was hilarious. You didn't know how to have the camera facing on you. You didn't know how to shut it off. There was a lot of people that have done really good video over the years or that was their career. And they're like, how do I shut this thing off? So there was a lot of videos like that. You see that on other apps now. You know, you can't, the thing isn't working to shut it off. Maybe the phone fell out of the tripod. Maybe you don't have a tripod. So it's not perfect. And that is kind of the beauty of going live on video because nobody is expecting perfection. Nobody's expecting studio lighting to the point where, you know, you look like you could be on the Today Show. Um, so I always do live video um, for our show, Digging Into the Pet Industry, for the live version of that. I do live video for our members. Uh, sometimes I go live on social platforms, depending on what I was going to be talking about. So live is available on all social platforms. It's really kind of an incredible thing. And if you're a TikTok person, think about all those TikTokers that started three years ago and being really vulnerable, talking about what they love, being passionate about their business or their products or whatever it is. And now some of them are in the millions and millions of followers and doing that full time. And it has changed their life. I'm not saying that's going to happen to everybody, but you have to start somewhere. So they started somewhere. So, you know, going live is a really simple way to really start reaching your customer audience and helping you overcome those fears. And if you think about it, going live as a conversation that you would have about your pet business with a customer or a friend, it's really going to help you get over the fact that you are live. However, I will caution you to say that, remember that you're live <laughs> on video, right? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I, do they realize they're live still? <laughs> maybe you um, like to curse or maybe you're, you know, having a heated debate. It is still live. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but just, you know, depending on how you want your business to be represented by yourself being live. So just keep that in mind. I think going live is so common now that Again, nobody expects you to be perfect. They just want to learn from you and hear what you have to say. And I will tell you, when I started going live on Periscope, I met people from around the world, literally from around the world, in person after being live on Periscope. Uh, I met one gentleman named Ron who lives in Australia, and he does pet sitting and stuff. And he he would watch on Periscope. And he reached out and said, hey, I'm going to be at Global Pet Expo. This is years ago. So we met there, sweetest guy. And then I met a couple of people from Japan who were launching something else in this country. I forget what it was. It was pet industry related. And they were like, hey, we're going to be in New York City on these dates. You know, are you available for a meeting? We've been watching your periscopes. And I was kind of blown away by that because I didn't know. I knew if people that were watching locally um, or people that I kind of already knew, but I also met a lot of other people because of going live. And that will happen to you on no matter what platform. So those gentlemen from Japan, I ended up meeting them at Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show in New York City, um, which was perfect for them to go to because they were in the pet industry. So it's really kind of crazy that you can do these things, expand your community, expand your reach just by hitting that go live. So think about that. The fourth way that I overcame my fears of being on camera is I started a YouTube channel for my business. And I know YouTube is definitely a much more of a time commitment, but they do now have shorts, right? So you could put short videos 
vertical videos on there and that is growing rapidly. So that could be something that you could do. Um, you could have fun with YouTube. They have all different ways that you can um, monetize on YouTube as well. But that really helped me become a little more serious about creating videos regularly. So YouTube is a great way and is still, you know, it's owned by Google. It's the number whatever two search engine in the world. So that could be really helpful to get your name out there if you're trying to get more people to see you on YouTube and it'll help you get over those fears. So the fifth way that I overcame my fears of being on video is I started interviewing other pet professionals on Facebook and Instagram at the time. And now, of course, we do our live show almost every week on LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and then I share all of the replays in all of our marketing materials. So it's a really a lot of fun and a great way to take the pressure off of you just being on camera, and it feels like a natural conversation. And I started doing more TV segments about the pet industry around the same time that I started doing um, interviewing other pet professionals on Facebook and Instagram. So it will help build your confidence, right? It'll help you feel more relaxed because you're having that conversation or you're asking somebody about their business or you're bringing education and awareness to your audience, right? So I think that doing that is really helpful if you are interested in thinking about doing interviews. Um, with other people. So I will tell you the more video I did, the more comfortable I became with it, right? Like I said before, the more you do, the better you'll get at it, the more comfortable you will be as well. And you can have fun with it, right? You don't want to overthink it or overcomplicate it. And I think that's what gets a lot of people stuck is maybe you put a script together, maybe you started doing it, then you're letting that imposter syndrome pop in and then that's bringing in the fear and you're like, nobody wants to see this, nobody wants to hear from me. That is not true. People wanna hear from you and they wanna see you. You have your own experience, you have your own expertise and you have your own information to give when it comes to what you're passionate about in the pet industry and with your business. And the cool thing is that you can start doing that today. You can start practicing by recording video. You can start asking your customers and clients like, hey, if we did a video series on XYZ or about our product or about our training, what would you like to know? And you will get flooded with answers. Believe me, you will get uh, flooded with answers to that question. People will say, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? You will have a never-ending supply of suggestions of what you can do for video. If you're still like, this all sounds great, but I do not want to be on camera. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I sound. Or I'm just really nervous about it. I'm not sure what to do. You can actually produce videos and not be on camera if you're just starting out. You can show, let's say, the products in your store. You can do a behind the scenes, how something is made, get prepping for something that's coming up, new items, um, how to do things, how to put a harness on a dog. I have some fun videos of me putting my dog um, in his winter outfit to go for a walk on his TikTok page. I'm, I'm in the video, but I'm not really doing the video. So that could be ways that you can do it. However, I think that being on camera, being yourself is going to help your audience with that know, like, and trust factor for you and for your brand or your product or service. So it might be a hurdle to get over, but the more that you are present 
in being that person on camera talking about your product, your brand, your service, what you do in the pet industry, why you're in the pet industry, why you're passionate about this, it's going to resonate with people and it's going to draw more people to you. It's going to grow your audience and more people are going to be like, hey, I saw that video you did. That's really great. I will tell you that a few years ago, it might have been about four or so years ago, as soon as I got access to being able to post videos on LinkedIn, I would post a video a week for almost the entire year. And I was inspired by Goldie Chan, if you know who she is on LinkedIn. She's got a huge following. She was doing them daily. That was a lot for me. But I just said, you know what? I'm going to do a video a week for a year on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn was really pushing videos out at the time. And I know when I would go to some of the trade shows, they're like, you're the only person I see when I open my LinkedIn page, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, really? And they were like, yeah, you're really doing a great job with the videos. I'm like, thank you. So, you know, it's just figure out who's going live next. Like maybe if Pinterest is your jam and they have live now on beta version, go on Pinterest, you know, it might blow up your Pinterest page. So I would just say, try it, you know, try to be consistent with it. Don't do one video not get a million likes and be like, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and that is part of the vanity metrics, right? You're like, oh, that didn't do too well. Don't worry about the algorithm. The more that you do, the better you get, the more people will see you. So I think again, that being on camera yourself is going to help with that no like and trust factor. And I think video can really be a game changer for your pet business. As saturated as you may think video is, because we see it everywhere, every time you open up any app on your phone, there's video, I will tell you there are still not a lot of pet professionals out there on video on a regular and consistent basis producing videos. There's way more than there were, but there's still so much room for you to be seen on video because not everybody is doing it. So I say, what are you waiting for? Go for it. Spoken from someone who was truly terrified of the camera. And now video is just another part of our business model here at American Pet Professionals. Okay, guys, I hope that this has helped you understand that video is still a really great and important part of your pet business. And I hope these five tips help you overcome your fear of being on video. And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Give us a review and a rating and comment and let us know how you're doing video for your pet business. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. Please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guest and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Want to know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, pet pros, until our next show, Take care and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.